thank you for coming to the home show. You know, I could try to spice it up and make it sound all radio-ish, but I'm just happy that you gave us an opportunity. If you're someone looking to educate yourself so that you can purchase a home for you and your family, this is the place. Sit back, take some notes, and enjoy the show. Welcome to The Home Show. I'm your host, Robert Lewis. Here at The Home Show, our mission is to simplify the home loan process for first-time homebuyers, move-up homebuyers, and current homeowners looking to reposition the equity in their homes. We're going to be speaking about or trying to help you all answer this question, are you ready to buy a home? And I wanted to come at it a different from a different perspective because online, it seems like everyone is associating everything to a financial or a dollar outcome. But I know for a fact that home ownership is so much more and there's so many other reasons why people look to purchase a home. So that's the goal for tonight. Hopefully, I am able to hit the mark so that you have yet again some more information to help you make one of the hardest decisions, one of the most important decisions that you'll make in your adult life, and that's purchasing a home. Okay, so let's get into it. Let's see here. The agenda for tonight. And before I go too much further, guys, always, you're welcome. For those that are watching live, you're welcome to engage, ask any questions and things of that nature, and we will make sure to do our best to respond via the live, or if not, during the live, we will do afterwards, after the show, okay? So the agenda for tonight is as follows. We're going to, again, attempt to help you with some other reasons of why people purchase homes. Secondly, we're going to talk about from a 10,000 foot view what you need to do to prepare the actual tactical things to prepare to buy. Right. And then we're going to wrap that thing up and put a nice bow on it. Right. So here we go. Uh, Why people buy homes and by all means, this is not an exhaustive or a final list. If you can think of any other reasons why people buy homes, again, engage with us. But Independence. Okay. Independence is one of the major reasons, if you didn't know, why you want to buy a home. Okay. Especially for younger folks, younger cohorts. And I enlisted some young folks and asked that question. And it's just, hey, man, I want to feel like I'm able to do what I want to do when I want to do it. Come and go as I please. Have folks come over that I want to come over, so on and so forth. So independence really is one of those things that does not have a, again, financial outcome as far as home ownership is concerned. But that is something that in my polling was something, a reason that rose to the top. So folks wanting to be independent and that's why they wanted to get into homes. Number two, it's a milestone, right? Along with high school, college graduation, military, getting married, having children. Home ownership is a big milestone event because as the old adage says, you're going to be laying down roots, right? This is where you're going to be for a while. 
making a lot of memories and things of that nature. Purchasing a home, be it your first time or, you know, several times, it's, it marks major milestones in our lives, right? Another practical reason per the list is more space. This is something that the tweeners, folks that are forming households, families growing, things of that nature, you want some more space. I think a lot of folks realize that during the pandemic, where they might have been in apartments or more confined spaces and they wanted to stretch out a little bit, have a little yard, what have you. Uh, so more space is another reason that came up a lot during my research for this show. Okay. Better neighborhoods. You'd be surprised. A lot of folks move around. Um, I have to tread lightly on how I say this. I, and so I won't say it. This is what I'll say. Folks seek better neighborhoods. I think we all, whenever we have an opportunity, look to better our positions if we can. So better neighborhoods. And when I say better neighborhoods, it could be for things such as conveniences, amenities, schools, right? Which is one on the list. We love our kiddos, our children and animals, <laughs> I've dealt with folks that moved in places because of dog parks and things of that nature. When I say better neighborhoods, it's, I think sometimes the mind goes to crime and things of that nature. And that's a component. But for the most part, what I'm speaking of tonight is better to better your quality of life, right? Conveniences, things of that nature. Next, we have schools, right? Better schools for our children and things of that nature, better education and things of that nature, better exposure, making relationships and things of that nature. Susie Orman said it best, right? Money comes from people. Better schools are reasons that people move. I remember when my son was making a transition from junior high to high school, a lot of his buddies, parents, chose to take that time to move to different school districts for high school because the elementary and junior high school that our kids were in was one of the best in the area and they necessarily didn't want to go to the high school that these his cohorts his friends were going to have to go to so they chose that opportunity that transition to move into what they consider or what they deem to be a better school district relocation Relocation is a reason that a lot of folks have to move to purchase some. You may have not planned on moving, but you may have gotten just a, an opportunity presented to you that you just cannot pass. And so as a result, everything could have checked the box for where you're living, but just that new opportunity or because you had to relocate, that's another reason empty nesters. Okay. You've raised your family, things of that nature. You needed more square footage and now you're ready to downsize because you don't have to take care of as much as you had in the past. That's a very interesting point in the presentation tonight, because this is one of the issues that is exacerbating 
affordability because the natural turnover or downsizing, if you will, that you we would normally see, we're not really seeing that so much because a lot of those folks have low interest rates or quiet is kept. A lot of these people, their homes are paid off and there's a phenomenon called aging in place that's real big. That coupled with a lot of millennials and things of that nature may be having to come back home or multi-generational family living. Long and short, the empty nester syndrome is not as prevalent as it was in the past. I apologize. Let's move forward. So these are some of the reasons people move. Again, not an exhaustive list. And I, I kind of struggle with this to do this on this show because I'm like, that seems elementary, but you'd be surprised, especially with first time home buyers, with so much information out here. And again, everything being tied to a financial outcome. These are a lot of the questions that I are getting posed to, to help me understand why I want to buy a home. Okay. So let's move on to the second bullet point. What it would take, what it takes after you've figured out the why you want to buy, if you will, what it takes, because we always have to circle around, circle back to these things because they're very important and it's a part of the process. So budgeting, I want to talk about budgeting briefly. Um, having a conversation with my daughter, she is aspiring to be a, a homeowner on the younger end of the scale after college. And so we had a very, we always have great conversations, but long and short, just going through some budgeting things, even now, prior to you making that purchase, that milestone, you'd be surprised what you can accomplish just by putting pen to paper or from a myriad of the app locations that you guys have available now, right in the palm of your hands. Okay. What gets documented gets you pay attention to you when you write the vision down. So long and short, as much as you can, if you're aspiring and you're wanting to become a homeowner and you're not there yet, from the financial standpoint, you need to mentally start preparing yourself for making a mortgage payment, understanding utilities might be higher, understanding what your groceries and things in that nature would be. So not just from a budgeting standpoint, but how can you find some of that information out? The CFPB is a great source to help budget. Ask those in your sphere of influence, current homeowners and things of that nature, people that are successfully doing it and get an idea as to how much you possibly would need to earmark for those things. Okay. Stable income is one of the preparation keys. And I wanted to touch this tonight because a lot of you all have become a part of the gig economy or have some sort of business income coming in as a result of what we went through. Okay. And so income is very important because it must be stable from a lending standpoint, what we're looking for. Here's the quick summary. We're going to go back two years to make the assumption that you're going to continue to make this money going forward for the next three years, going back to assuming that you're going to have it for the next three and we're always going to go from the most conservative standpoint. So for you, once you're sure your income is stable 
for a W-2 employee, are you, is it good on your job? That's stable income, okay? Self-employed, you always want to look at what you've actually paid taxes on, your net taxable income, your net income, not the gross, not the total revenue, but after all the deductions. Average that over a 24-month period and then juxtapose that to where you are currently with a simple profit and loss. Wherever you calculate these numbers year to date or in May, as an example, you would say, I looked at my prior two-year tax returns. I averaged $10,000 a month when I averaged the net income divided by 24. And then from January to whenever it is, May of this year, my income, my revenue was here, less my expenses. And it matches or exceeds that $10,000 because you don't want it to be declining. So stable income is very important. Okay. Now back to the, but it's not necessarily a budgeting thing and it could be very easy today with a lot of the touchless transactions that we have with the apps and the phones and the things of that nature. And you can easily exceed your lifestyle. I can't tell you what to do. I can just give you my opinion from my life. And the deal is this. You'd be surprised at what you can do when you live on less than you make. And I think a lot of times when people hear less than you earn or make, it gives a connotation that you, you can't do anything far from it, far from it. You know what you make and it's a discipline thing. Why? Because look at the times that we're in now, regardless of if they're going to tell you or not, it's a recession. And a lot of folks in a lot of different industries, I won't even go that in my industry. A couple of years ago when rates were super low, everybody was a realtor, everybody was a lender, right? If you did not put some of that money away for times such as this, because business is a cycle, you might have to go and do other things, right? So that's all I'm saying to you. When you live on less than you earn, that's a very powerful thing that you control. And all you're basically saying is, hey, something may happen in the future. Right. And especially if you're going into a home, right, you don't know some of the things that may happen because they will happen. Nothing's perfect. No home has 100 percent maintenance less record. Something's going to happen. This mechanical things break. So you have to prepare for those things. Right. Here's another aside, a bonus, not an aside to home ownership, if you will, as we talk about what it takes. But while you're doing your planning, your budgeting, going around and putting together what it might look like for you to own this property, always use VA. I love VA loans. And they haven't changed this due to inflation, but typically or bottom line is this. You take 14 cents per one per square foot. 14 cents per square foot is their maintenance cost line item. And so if whatever the square footage of the home is, multiply that times 14 cents and you can start budgeting for that now. Heck, that might even help you have more money to go towards your down payment and closing costs or after closing for furniture and some of the things that you have to have uh, so you don't have to go get into debt. I digress. Do your research on your local market. There's so much said online and it's a marketing thing. I get it. And I don't want to waste a lot of time there. Here's the deal. As a lender, 
I don't have to be local. Money's a commodity. What you want to know from me is, do I have the acumen? Do I have the product knowledge? Do I have the product availability? Do I communicate with you based upon how you want to be communicated with as far as education? Do I do what I do? I keep my word. Right. And do you like our business? How do you vet a lender? Look at reviews and things of that nature, videos, education. This is the spice of life. There's somebody for everybody. But when it comes to buying your home, real estate is local. That's where you need a local realtor, a professional, because they're supposed to know the, the area, the neighborhoods, what may be coming, where you may not want to buy within the scope of not being discriminatory on the realtor side. But the point I'm trying to make is your realtor needs to be local, okay, because of all the things that I just aforementioned. So those are the things that I want to hit on what it takes in combination into some of the reasons why you want to buy a home. Before I get ready to wrap this up and conclude it, I want to give you, this is another, this is a Robertism, my opinion, but housing expenses are your ratios. We call them debt to income ratios. You have a housing ratio and then a total debt to income ratio. It's my opinion. If you, this goes into the deciding, making the decision grown-up decision to live on less than you make. Don't become house-rich and cash-poor because that is a recipe for remorse, buyer's remorse, because taxes, insurance, those are costs, and they, they, they fluctuate on an annual basis, okay? Your principal and interest payment will be fixed as long as you do a fixed-rate mortgage, but those are necessities for a home loan. So if you can keep your total mortgage payment, principal interest taxes and insurance at or below 30%, and I'm going high of your gross income, because remember we live on net, but stay within that number. And if you can go below, there's a myriad of ways to do that, but it goes back to the concept, the mindset of I'm not going to overextend myself just because a lender said you could borrow X. You are the captain of the ship, right? It, the buck falls with you. The ship rises or sinks with you. So don't set yourself up to fail because you feel like never base anything off of what you feel like or what you assume. Look at the numbers. Go back two years. Look forward three. Be very conservative and you'll always have a great experience as far as ownership is concerned. So in conclusion, right, as it says on the screen here, home ownership is an achievement and a milestone. Be sure you are ready because when you do it the right way, I could tell you it's fantastic. OK, and you will more times than not realize those financial benefits that come as a result of you buying in the right area, maintaining the property, but more important. You know, memories, man, with your family, your children. There's studies out here saying that children, when they have a stable environment, routine, how they flourish and things of that nature. And it's priceless, right? The cookouts, the whatever you do. OK, so that is the conclusion. Hopefully this information was beneficial to you. Again, if you know of someone 
that would need some help, here's the information on your screen or use this information when you're reaching out to the lender of your choice, the one that you know, like, and trust. We lend in all 50 states. If you need help with a realtor or a lender, uh, I can help you make that connection as well. There you have it, guys. My time is up, but I thank you for yours. Hey, as I always say, let's be good to one another. Let us let grace abound. And until the next time, peace. Y'all be blessed.